Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 107 for Tuesday, May 11th. We have a great show for you guys today. We are going to be talking about Albert Pujols and his potential retirement. We are going to talk about not just one, two no-hitters in the last week and pretty unique ones at that. And Jared Kelnick finally gets the call up to the big leagues after a less than a week of AAA games to start the minor league season. So all of that to come. We like talking to each other, but we also want to hear from you guys too. So if you want to let us know what you think about anything that we're talking about, or if you just want to say hi, uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at BeatTheShiftBP, at all those places. Uh, so yeah, go say hello to us. All right, I'm Alex Uwe, and I am joined today by Farbode Markazi and Ray Estrada. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Um, I just want to say off of your social media little tag there, um, it, the first person to say hi or tweet hi at us, Ray Estrada will retweet them. Oh, Ray Estrada retweet. Okay. Yeah, sure. I, I don't care. From the I'll personal, retweet. from the personal account. From the personal, ask Jimmy four one seven. Yeah. There we go. A lot of tag, a lot of t- um, plugs in today. So many plugs, dude. I I, I got to just get used to the new intro style. I I'm used to just being like. Yeah. Here we go. Uwe has a new personal Twitter, which not a new personal no, Twitter. No, no. St- uh, yeah, it is he pretty recently new. refound his personal. I Twitter. think I think I've made exactly zero tweets from that. And uh, and yeah, and we've talked exactly uh, zero baseball to this point of the podcast already. Pretty impressive, huh? It's all relevant information, Uwe. <laughs> it, I guess it is. Well, see, I spoiled the whole thing with the uh, the little episode preview. So we we already know where we're starting. We're starting with Albert Pools. Uh, you probably could have guessed that too if you've been paying attention last week, but that kind of came out of nowhere. The Angels really, dis- really just said, you know what, the last year of the deal, we'll wait until then. It's not like he has been a negative wins above replacement player since 2016. Now's now's probably the best time, and I know it's a little more complicated than that. And I'll and I'll ask you, Farbode, because you are the Angels insider in these parts. Uh, so I'm I guess an insider? you're the insider no, in that you are on Angel's Twitter more than the rest of us. Yes. So I defer to you on what's going on. Is there drama here with the relationship between the Angels and Albert Pools? Or is the media just spinning things out of proportion? Because there's all kinds of reports and not a whole lot of known factors other than Albert Pools is released by the Angels and he intends to play still. Yeah, I mean, the intending to play still part, that's I think that's one thing that we're going to be talking about in a, in a second, if, if he's going to get signed, if he's going to play. Um, I don't really think there's much drama. I think Angel fans kind of get it. I think uh, there's some of those delusional just like check in once a month once a year fans that are like well thank god we got rid of him now so-and-so sucks we should get rid of him too like they, they just think it's just like a rolling ball like we can just release anyone we want but but i uh i'm i'm pretty i i don't, I don't know that face you're making <laughs> i just got those... the weirdest cramp in the bottom of my foot for no reason and i was like you know what ellie I don't want to. I want to ruin the audio, but there's no way I'm not gonna be in ridiculous pain right now. I know that. I to be fair, I know that cramp of the foot where you just the bottom of your foot just seizes up. So yeah, man, it's like a pain. Charlie horse in the bottom of your foot. What were we talking about, Farbo? Okay, so yeah, wait, wait. So for the, I just want to just one thing wanted to release the entire yeah. roster when they don't hit yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just want to clear one thing up for those of you that don't know. We're gonna we're trying out some uh, some video stuff too. That's why I saw Lee's face, and he saw that cringe face um, overall. I'm better now. It's gone already. I don't know what the what that was. I was I was really distracted. But getting back to Albert Pools, I mean, I I don't know. I I've seen so many, so many uh, articles and posts and people talking about how, like. 
the last hours of Albert Pools' relationship with the Angels turned ugly. Like, I don't, I don't believe that. I, I, I really don't think Perry Manazian or anyone in the Angels organization was just out to get Albert. And I don't think Albert really. I, 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 if I would believe that Albert understands this decision, he's been around baseball long enough. He understands the roster cap and like, it, it, I mean. It's not like he's not trying. It's not like he's trying to play bad. He's he's just been not great, and he's not he's been below below replacement as you said since 2016. I this is a roster spot that we needed, and my only con- question when this happened was why now. I I'm more confused about why did they take until the beginning of May instead of either the end of the season or at the beginning of the season. Or in the off season, or three years ago. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, at that point, that's a lot uh, of money to eat. To be yeah, fair, yeah, that's a lot of money to eat, and a lot of people's egos that went into the signing. That would be like seven years into the organiz- into this signing. That like there's still what nearly a hundred million dollars, if not more, left on the contract that we're just going to be eating. I I don't know. I that's personally not what I think any team would necessarily do i mean unless you're the yankees with jacoby ellsbury but still i mean just lock him in lock him in your your spring training dungeon and never let him see the light of day he's just constantly recovering from something i have no ill will towards albert i'm an angels fan i've i've been hoping for him to do good since they signed him um the obviously the whole like if you want to ask, like, if the con- if the signing was a failure, yeah, I mean, it they they paid all- made him all that money to come in, win a ring with the Angels, and they've made some questionable decisions since then, um, th- throughout the GMs, and I'm I'm I don't know, I I I I'm not that upset about this happening. I think I understood it from a baseball perspective, and if Albert did request his release, good on him for believing that he can. Uh, he he can find another opportunity, but for me personally, I don't know how likely that is. Yeah, Ray, do you see any possibility of him playing Major League Baseball for another team? Because that's going to be a long shot. I mean, practically, no. I, I think, I don't know, Tony La Russa might sign him. Oh, so so that was get, there was a lot of get, worry about that. He did have a, Tony Larusa did have a press trinity of. So. You have to complete the holy trinity of Ken Griffey Jr. and Manny Ramirez. I guess Manny Ramirez didn't finish his career, but like, like those two guys, you have to complete the three of you know, Pujols going back to Larusa. Larusa doesn't sound like he's long to tooth much, anyways, for the for the White Sox at this point. But I mean, uh, I yeah no I like I love Albert Pujols. I, I just I just don't want it to end this way. I don't want it to end on a DFA. It it is very sad. I don't want it to end on DFA in you know early May of the of what should be his final year. And I understand if he does request it because yeah he's not playing over Walsh or Otani, so he's not going to be on the field that often, or in the lineup that often. So it, it's it is sad. It is sad to see. And yeah, I I've been in a way you know not an Angels fan, but like in a way of like kind of denying how bad Pujols has been the last few years because he has hit these milestones. You know, he's fifth now in all-time home runs. He just passed Mays was this year or the end of last year. Um, Yeah, the the end of last year. Yeah, yeah. Either way, he just passed Willie Mays. He's second on the um, all-time RBI list. Long ways behind Hank Aaron, but still, he passed A-Rod there. I was hoping he at least be around to pass a rod on the home run list which which would have been nice but he is as as that's why i think the angels really couldn't get rid of him because he had all these milestones and he steadily got to those milestones and it i hate for it to end this way for somebody who we forget how great albert pujols was in his cardinals years how great he was what a pace he was on before he signed the contract with the angels he still had a 40 home run uh, all-star year with the angels it just the the type of player that albert pools was it's it's sad to see it end in this fashion that he doesn't really have a good
good send-off. You and, want him to sign somewhere to have that send-off. Yeah, and he was on a decline, uh, as Brian Kenny loves to boast about how he predicted this from the beginning of the signing in 2011. But he was on a slight decline at the beginning. But, like, injuries really kind of just took over his first so the several years um, with the Angels. And then after that, it's like, this, this man's getting up there in age. Injuries are catching on to him. It's, I, I don't think people, and I'm really actually appreciative of baseball fans right now who are trying to educate the, like the, the haters of like, this is how good pools is. Like no matter what you think of his last several years with the angels, he's a first ballot hall of famer, no doubt. And I, while I don't think any team's going to sign him during the season, because either way, they would be dealing with a roster spot. And I don't know how you can necessarily uh, justify get, getting giving up that roster spot. Maybe it's, if it's like a September call-up that you were going to not play or send down anyways. But, like, that, that's the only chance I foresee someone signing him. Do you think, like, if, if the NLDH was a thing, maybe he would consider going to the Pirates and just getting his full season of a bats at DH. But I, I there's a couple spots that I saw on an article before we started recording that they were like, these these are his next top five landing spots. And I was like, there's five landing spots for pools? That, that's and a stretch. The, yeah, number number five was the Indians. Um, why, I'm not entirely sure. I, I, I When I saw that name, I went down and i ignored the explanation number four was the nationals because they the the first line was like okay this could end in implosion and then um the royals were one because uh he did go to juco in high school i think high school in kansas city and uh mike matheny was an old teammate of his so like that's a that's a connection that like they were trying to make tony larusa and the white Sox, obviously and then number one was a the cardinals but what i predict and i'm not i i would like to say i'm right 100 percent of the time on my predictions what i would foresee happening is the second rosters don't matter david david samson a uh, former marlins gm and president he said the same thing the second mar- rosters don't matter he's going to go into the uh he, he might sign a one-day contract with the cardinals and, re- and retire as a cardinal um or if he wants to join the angels retired list david david sampson said uh he thinks he's going to he's he's not going to do that he's just going to join the angels retired list but go into cooperstown as a cardinal which i would make oh he's for sure going into cooperstown as a cardinal i i yeah i I do not expect a man to who had his best like one of the best 10 years or however many years uh of it of major league history to go in as the team to not go in as as um as that team yeah. yeah, I mean, if he doesn't hit all the milestones that he that he does as an angel, like we're looking back on his angel's career as a complete failure. But the fact that he hit all his milestones like makes it seem like uh, bearable. Yeah, I I just want to make this clear too. The Angels, like it wasn't just a bad contract. The Angels got exactly zero years of good Albert Pujols, like of prime Albert Pujols. They got one. We had above three war season before. no like he's like a below replacement average like level player for his position for most of his angels career and at his best was teetering around that like three war value player his like his numbers just were not like you can look at his baseball reference or you know whatever page of stats you're looking at and he had two different careers. He had a career, he had a Hall of Fame career with the Cardinals, and with the Angels, he was not a good ball player. And that is not his fault, by the way. Like, he got injured a lot, and he was dealing with a lot of these these early decline things that happened to a lot of players. Like, nobody blames Albert Pools for like, like, wow, you just went to the Angels and sucked. Like, no, he just he got injured a lot. Yeah, and, 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 and it's really hard to for make it back contract. to no, That's absolutely not. Absolutely not. That contract. Get paid. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, and, I mean, yeah, any bad contract, I, you like. This you don't hate on the player. Yeah, exactly. You don't hate the player. Play to hate on the team that gave him Hate that your GM for it. 
<laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> so, it's like what time. what do you do? What do you what would you do in that situation as Albert Pools not to hit that contract because you think you're not going to be worth it in five in in you know in three years that you know. But it's like yeah, it's like obviously the Angels gave him that contract. Don't blame Albert Pools for winning the Angels yeah. and like my trust past years ever. It's like the Angels did that. <laughs> this is the third time I'll bring up uh I, because I watched this uh, interview and I thought it was fascinating. Uh, David Sampson's name. Uh, he mentioned when he was back in 2011, that offseason, uh, he and the Marlins offered pools 10 years, 201. Um, and like they went to bed, like take this with a grain of salt. I don't know how true it is. They went to bed, they woke up, and basically pool said, no, I got, I got like an extra 50 from the Angels. Um, and he wants to go to Anaheim. So, like that that's that's one thing and i also want to bring up one last thing about this i i don't i i might be in a minority of angel fans i might be in a majority of angel fans i i really don't know um but i truly think that i i can't hold pools in a negative light like everything we've talked about he's yeah. been such an upstanding um like character in the communities yeah we, yeah, we haven't mentioned Jackson, that yet of how great he's a humble man He's, uh, and one of the reasons that I've maybe, as, as Ray said, uh, like, like denied Albert Pujols is like terrible last couple of seasons was because of his impact, not only on the community, but like at, on Mike Trout and yes, Mike Trout would still be a goat without Albert Pujols, but he was Mike Trout before Mike Trout was Mike Trout. Um, and and hopefully Trout is able to make, uh, like, sustain his uh, Mike Troutness a little longer. But <laughs> there's a lot of you said Mike Trout a lot there. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, yeah. his impact. He he signed the first year in on in his first year with the Angels was Trout's rookie year. Like he yeah that mentorship all that stuff as a young uh, Trout like that that's huge yeah. on, and, on and, back and, when he was I, a guppy. I've heard this. I've heard this secondhand through a couple of people but mike trout chose to do whatever our pools did like he knew what our pools was our pools was you know the guy so basically mike trout chose to shout our pools and you know pools wasn't the guy like no like what are you doing ricky like like no like what what our pools meant to mike trout and what our pools realized what mike trout was was something special so like you can't discount the kind of guy that our pools was trout no absolutely said, not um after in, in the first game without pools on the on the roster he said he broke down a little bit and uh i mean if there's anyone you believe about saying like that they were emotional about anything it's mike trout and like their bromance or their like mentorship like relationship that they had um yeah yeah it's it's like heartbreaking stuff for even non-angels fans just that relationship alone like you say and just you know trout's reaction to it and you and you can look back at how much he attributes to that um yeah i i i needed to i need to get in here because i now i seem like the pools hater because i'm the one who like the only thing i said this whole segment was albert pools hasn't been good for a decade and not at all with the angels like you're allowed to enjoy players who are not productive for your team there's so many players like that out there who are just wonderful players to have on your team for one reason or another whether it's you, you see milestone after milestone of a historic legacy even if he's not out there getting you to the playoffs or you know like you said just in the community if, if he is a pillar and just an excellent mentor and is involved in one of these like these magical relationships with a star player that is totally where i stand like albert pools is still a a great and important baseball player to the game despite not having been a good one for a long time and it really yeah, like you really can't understate just like you said one of the best decades in baseball history uh and it's so you you would call him the best hitter of his gener- of his generation. Yeah, I think you have to. And the thing that 
I wanted to go back to about, you know, way back to, is he going to play again? The answer I think is absolutely not because it seemed like this was more or less a mutual decision with the angels informing pools. There is just no feasible way to get you playing time, like legitimate playing time anymore. And he didn't want that. He doesn't want to have a bench hitter filler type of role and, you know, just to be around and be a, be a great guy on the bench because he still thinks he has something left in the tank. Commendable. Like every baseball player has to think that, but nobody else is going to take him and play him more than the angels would be willing to. That's just not going to happen because like you said, and you mentioned Tony Larusa as kind of like the joke guy. Like imagine if Larusa just brings him in, he, like Larusa did have a press conference where he was asked about this and, and he said, if, if he still, if he thinks he has something left in the tank, then, then I believe him and I wish him and I, but I wish him the best. There's just no spot on our roster for him. Like he dodged a bullet with that one, because I'm sure that was everybody's first thought. So I don't know, <laughs> dude. The Pirates just DFA Todd Frazier, so um, is is that is that foreshadowing a? The Jaguars are gonna sign Tim Tebow as a tight end. Come on now. So you're saying what a world? The Lions are gonna sign. Like, I'm saying. The, I'm saying if Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow still has. The Lions will counter job. by Albert signing. Can have a baseball job for half of more. The, the Lions, Lions will, will counter by signing back. Albert Pujols. As a running back. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, I. This is. I, I'm doing visuals because we're on camera, but I just think of Albert Pujols like his sprint looking like the, the, cop from uh, the freight train. Was it Cloudy which has the meatballs? Is that what everybody made fun of? His sprint. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I have to fi- I have to go back and find that meme. Oh, I need I need to find that meme too. That's hilarious. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Well, you know, Albert, we love you, man. Like, at the end of the day, nobody nobody cares how old he actually is or or what he does. Like, on you know, with the angels in the field or the numbers he puts up, because it's it's been a it's been a more than gradual transition to the end of Albert Pujols' career. And you don't want to see it end like this, but anybody uh, who didn't see this coming has just not been paying attention the last, I don't know, no, you, d- you, don't, you don't want to see it end like this, but like like we're saying, like, okay, why not earlier? He hasn't been good. Yeah, at this years. point, it's, I, why now? <laughs> I, I, I do have a question. Because we already had the, we already had the, mate, like the, his wife announced a retirement season yeah. slash like, oh, it's not exactly... But it's like we all kind of assumed it was. So it's like it's like in the last year, like like I know last year was COVID year. Like they didn't have basically a May to do it to cut them. But like, come on, like not saying the Angels shouldn't have done it, but I think it's just it's it's just awful timing for such a fantastic career mm-hmm. the to end he's like had, this. The impact he's had on baseball and like being the ambassador that Uwe was mentioning, he is. I wish he had that like send off that like a lot of retiring players have in their last year like just that i don't know that that like admiration the thanks that he needed he needed a Derek jeter year of like everybody just piping him fastballs okay so what i was actually (laughs) gonna ask and uh do you i don't know what the rules are of who's eligible for the home run derby but i believe this man you put balls down the middle he can still hit it out how fun would that be just 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 put him in the home run derby he, he doesn't have to be like no no far about the better question is if he is unsigned at the all-star game can he play in the celebrity all can he play in the celebrity <laughs> all-star game, <laughs> in the game he can play in both and put him in the home run can derby. jenny finch strike him out again <laughs> dude oh <laughs> the thing that the home run derby though like he can hit a ball a mile that is an endurance competition that might if if he didn't make it oh timer now yeah no he can't do it he, he that do would it be that an inst- that that would make the decision real easy whether or not to keep playing if he tr- if he attempted that i think actually no he might be better on the timer because he doesn't have to worry about the 10 outs or whatever he can just now you gotta go fast man you gotta go fast um he doesn't care though i just want to see i just want to see pools hit lasers into left field uh stands of course yeah, and, yeah did he hit five bombs this year before getting released i think 
I think his every at bat for him was just like fastball, try to drive it out, and then that's it. Has that not been it for the last seven, eight years now? I think. No, he no he punches the ball the other way every now and then. You know, like a real hitter. I don't think he does. You know, like, I haven't seen many of those hitters in a, in a while, other than Mike Trout. Yeah, uh, that's that's an interesting thing too that you bring up, like just not getting the retirement tour. And for one thing, maybe makes a little bit more sense with what the Angels were doing this off season, which on the surface was a whole lot of nothing. And you're like, what are the Angels doing? And it's like they're just waiting for a the pools. One year, for, one year guys. Yeah, a bunch of one year guys. They're they're gearing up for next year. We talked about that a lot, but they, now they, the they, Angels. They but the minorly hot start and think like, oh, we have a playoff chance now. Like, but it's it's not just a my. It's it's the best version of Otani. It's like an yes. additional MVP that you really couldn't bank on, and then, it, and then that's that's Jared the game Walsh. changer. It's not yeah, Jared Walsh. You know, so many guys. Man Crush Monday, by the way. That's the big diff. That's the real reason the Angels had to to make this this i think they wanted to give him the retirement tour i think the angels wanted to do everything in their power to make it a jeter-esque send-off because the yankees at that time too were not a good team that was that was the 24 point that 2014 yankees i think we were talking about like are the yankees finally gonna not make the playoffs it was the lowest point in oh no uh, yeah no, the they, didn't, they didn't make the playoffs they didn't make the playoffs they finished over the 500 still yeah they finished over 500 that was a thing the yankees yeah they almost didn't look so um, Justin Bohr was still the Angels' first baseman. Albert Pujols would not have been re- um, released. Right, and and then no, Jared Walsh and Shohei Otani are the Albert are the Pujols. reasons for that. And the real baseball related reasons, the Angels would be catching a lot of flack if they, yeah, played Albert Pujols over either of them, and that just that just doesn't work. It was an unfortunate no it, it, situation. No, it, it doesn't work. I I th- I think I mean if we're gonna get really like minutia with what happened um some espn game or something like that um last week so it was it was otani's last start i believe uh otani didn't hit for himself which i guess to make you know it makes sense Terry wallace obviously playing first base but but phil gosselin dh'd instead of pujols and it's like okay if you know if the occasional hitting day out for otani or Walsh still isn't going to include Eric Pujols, then yeah, he's better off trying to find somewhere else as opposed to straight right in the bench and just eating up a, a roster spot with the Angels. Yeah. Is and Albert Pujols going to Japan? I don't think no, so. No, KBO. KBO. Oh, okay. KBO. Dude, he's, that'd be so fun. I would love Albert with KBO. Man, you, you, don't, you never know. We might Imagine have... if Albert went to the team that won it and you just see him holding that sword. <laughs> we we might have some some pools news in the near future because we really don't have anything beyond that right now so we'll revisit even though we definitely invested a lot of a lot of our our time today talking about this it, it was the biggest it really did come out of nowhere seemingly uh, and you know with that too maybe the saddest note for people around our age is there are now no active players from Backyard Baseball 2003. Albert Pools, oh, the last one. He, you know, iconic game. Everybody that's yeah. our age-ish knows that game, At least has at least played it if they didn't own it. It's it's kind of a, a baseball pop culture icon. It's a video snapshot game. of, like, yeah. A great snapshot of that period of baseball. Yeah. And he was the last Probably. one. He was, yeah, he was the young dude in that game. Like, yeah. Pujols was him, the young It was guy. him and A-Rod and Ichiro, like, all these guys in there. Yeah. And yeah, they, yeah, Pujols they slowly taken off the board. Ichiro were the new guys in that game. Like, Ichiro was obviously older because he came from Japan, but, like, Pujols was a young guy. But, yeah, because he had, you know, yeah, A-Rod, who's played, at that point, played for years, and Randy Johnson, Barry Bonds, and all that. Oh, Pudge Rodriguez in that game. I'm sorry, I'm going off the tangent now. <laughs> I a lot of the entire roster mis- nostalgia wave coming yeah. back at you. So Trouty will be the M- MLB active war leader at, after Pools is officially not like inactive. Yeah, 
unbelievable. Oh, oh Trout doesn't pass Pujols in career war, actually. Pools is just Pools. under 100. Trout's still in the 70s. Yeah, so that tells you how impressive. The 70s, but yeah. That, but that tells you how impressive Pujols' career was, because what Trout recently passed Pete Rose and uh, one other guy who, you know, obviously is a Hall of Famer. Pete yeah. Rose isn't for reasons, but but like Trout is passing some big names on the career war list recently. Yeah, and Pujols was above 102. Another sobering reality note, maybe not end on. This is just a lot of sobering realities in backyard baseball and in the war. Yeah, whatever. Uh, you know, it, we might have seen the last of him, and that's sad. But the Angels are good, which I guess makes Furboat happy, maybe. They're uh, last place now, aren't they? I think we're moving on. Our, we're moving our way back up, but you guys at least beat the trash shows today. Yeah, we we did beat the trash. Nice. Yeah, I right. yeah I I don't know. This isn't an Angels segment, that so I'm not gonna get too deep. But something's gotta happen. Yeah, I should have. I should have we'll been. I should have been, been careful there. Actually, post the second episode. I have to be careful whenever asking for Bode more about the Angels than than needed. Let's move on to just the second topic, but maybe a little more straightforward one, and that would be. The pair of no-hitters. We'll talk about them one at a time because each of them was pretty interesting in their own way. John Means for the Orioles threw a no-hitter on the road against the Mariners. And it was about as perfect a no-hitter as you can throw. He only allowed one base runner. It was on a drop third strike. So I think he had 11 total in that game. Wall strikeouts. Yeah, 12. Oh, it was 12. Okay. Zero walks. Yeah. The only error was the drop third strike, batter reach. And then they threw that runner out stealing, so he was twenty seven up, twenty seven down. Even even more so, that is that deserves it's it's its own title almost. Like it's a perfect, like as perfect a game as you can throw without it's it being perfect a perfect no game. Hitter? I mean, but that's game. that's also every perfect game though, so it's a little confusing. <laughs> Yeah, but like every like like every square is a rectangle, not not every rectangle is a square. Mm-hmm. If we had to pick a name for it, I think the perfect no hitter is the name for it. It was really cool. Like he's dominating this year, and he really went out there and said, "No, I'm not going to become an obscure all star from the late 2010s decade," because he's he was an all star. Not in a damn Vogelbacher. No. Dan Vogelbach doesn't want to either, I'm sure, but he might. <laughs> John Means looks legit right now. And, and there's not much more to say than that. Then he's looked legit for a couple of years now. I mean, he, he I, well, he looked really legit his All Star first half, and then he kind of re- oh yeah no went yeah, back. But the stuff looks better. Like he's fantasy and yeah, he's gotten better. He, he was a great fantasy pickup that that season. Yeah, the All Star wasn't a fluke. That stuff is legit. That changeup is stupid with the with the command that he has yeah this isn't um this isn't a fluke at all <laughs> yeah so the only thing i have to add to that is um i don't know how many teams have this record but the mariners because they've been able to throw so many no hitters in perfect games in the last decade they do have a over 500 record in, in terms of perfect like no hitters they've thrown and being no hit it's like six six or four no hitters or something and like they've been no hit like four times since like 2012 which is yeah crazy it's been three times in the last like three years since yeah Bill humber the angels threw a combined one against them um this one yeah it's it, it the mariners are just the that that got right hit now. again in yeah, Kyle and Kyle Seeger was involved in all of them. In basically in the Kyle Seeger era, so many no hitters in Mariners games, one way or the other. They still have the last perfect game against them, or for, uh, for them. Not mm-hmm. uh, last perfect game is a Mariners perfect game. Yeah, against the Rays. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it's been a few decades for the for, on the Orioles side. It's been a few decades for them since they had thrown any and since an individual no hitter. 
Uh, in, no, since for any, the, uh, for any, I think the last one, 91, 91 was the last time they'd thrown a combined no hitter, right? Combined. And then even longer yeah, the individual one for was an individual. That was yeah, exactly. So really right. cool. Orioles kind of sneaky good this year. Let's so, talk about the other one. I'll get the other no hitter first and then I'll ask, you know, another couple questions about just the year of the no hitter so far, really. And it's coming from Wade Miley, coming from the left side. If you were asked what team Wade Miley plays for now, you might struggle a bit, but he's playing for the Reds. I forgot he was on the Reds. And here here you go for a little deja vu. He no-hit the Cleveland Indians. Zach Plezak was starting for them through a great game. And Jordan Luplo making the last out. Second time this season for the Indians in that exact sequence of events. Not a fun year to be a Cleveland fan on that front. Uh, I guess you're you're pleased with Zach. Pl- lefty killer. You're pleased with Zach Plezak's outing there because Cincinnati scored the only run of the game in the ninth inning. It was looking for a long time like a an even more unique no hitter where Henderson Alvarez. Yeah, where where the no hitting pitcher loses the game. That... The anti rich chill. Yeah, man. Whew. Could you imagine the heat? Like, especially with a team like the Reds. Richel had a perfect game going into the ninth when Logan Forsyth booted a ball. Yeah, man. And then he gave up a walk off homer in the tenth to break up the no hitter and the shutout and the game. <laughs> really, just. Not the happiest of baseball tales to tell. But that's that's weird, right? Just, why does it happen twice on the same kind of Zach Plezak start? Just, the, the Indians' offense is bad. Zach. I mean, that's the answer, but, man, what are the odds? Like, could you imagine being Zach Plezak? You have, you, you, you're, you're not having, like, an amazing year. But you, you at least when you go out there, you're like, okay, I want to give my team a chance to win. But his team's not giving him a chance to win. <laughs> like two out of his last like yeah. four starts. I mean, I even am- Jacob Degrom is out here being like, well, at least I'm not Zach Plezak right now. Like, man, at least Jacob, yeah. I mean, it might seem like sometimes the Mets get no hit when Jacob Degrom pitches, but um, yeah, no, they're not getting actually no hit twice in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, but this year, truly the year of obscure pitcher no hitters there's been a lot of them already the pace i mean there's not really a pace for this type of thing because it's such a rare occurrence anyway but the ones you've got this year you know you've got joe musgrove which like who to thunk it big no hitter there you got carlos rodone who who would have thunk it who yeah he you wouldn't maybe have not even known that he was back with the white Sox after you know, they had released him, and he came and, back. Yeah, and you might not have known that he, he was actually, you know, pitching well going into that thing, but you might not have known that yeah, like that no-hitter came out of nowhere based on where he was. But yeah, I'm, was, I'm talking more so, like, that year. entering the year. Maybe, oh, yeah. maybe the some of the least likely candidates to throw these no-hitters. Um, and then the two from... This past week, and there was one more, right? What, which one am I missing? Baumgartner. Are we counting that one? Baumgartner was uh, asterisk, I guess, but eh. there was one other uh, one. Musgrove. though. I said Musgrove first. Musgrove, Miley means uh, Rodon. Rodon. Rodon and Miley, yeah. No, so yeah, so this so is... four, and then Baumgartner's the fifth. Okay. Yeah, so so this is according to MLB the earliest. Uh, that there has been four no hitters in a season since 1917, when you know you have Bumgarner, who they don't consider a no hitter. I'm all for the no hitter. With I, I, you know, I've been on a few weeks on the podcast. I don't consider the Bumgarner a you know a no hitter, but it's a no hitter. You can say a seven inning no hitter because the minor leagues do it. So yeah, just qualify it. Uh, question: Do you think? Kind of going back to the, the Bumgarner thing for a second. Do you think that uh, that in a seven-inning game, they should, if there is a no-hitter going, just let the game keep happening? 
and just see if he can finish it off. It's like it's like bowling. It's like bowling in the tenth frame, right? I I mean I I love it. Screw it. I mean, if you're not gonna, if you say the seven inning no hitter doesn't count, then whatever. Just make then you say that seven inning games don't count. So then turn it into a nine inning game. Screw it. (laughs) My my question here is if if you're just saying continue going, what if like eight like eight and a thirds inning like or like seven and a thirds inning like we're in the eighth inning one out. And he gives up a hit. Do you just end it if they're already winning? Yep, you just end you... it. the The game, the result's done after the seventh. You don't even like if it's the home team, that you know the side it's throwing like the no hitter. They Once you reach just, a time limit. <laughs> yeah, like they the other side doesn't. The team that's throwing the no hitter, they don't even need to hit. Just, just make the other team go out there, see if they can get a hit in in six more outs. And if they do, cool. They're they're not no hit. But if they do get no hit. Ooh, it's a lot. It's all eyes on you. Like at that dropped point. a time limit. It's like once you reach past certain point, it's like okay, if we let more runs in, then like you know, we can't lose because the time limit ends. But like yeah, so like yeah, the guy has eight and two thirds, and it's a one nothing game, and the guy hits a home run to tie it. No, it's over. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of possibilities here. A lot of creative solutions that Major League Baseball was was not feeling. With, with this one, I guess. I all right, and then... They're all worried about his no-hitters ruining the game when, obviously, they're awesome. They are. Even even the seven-inning one's pretty cool. So, another question, which seems to come up decently often. Like, any time that there is an immaculate inning thrown, an immaculate inning is an inning where the pitcher throws nine strikes and gets three strikeouts, and it's, it's just zero wasted energy by the pitcher it is immaculate there you go but every time i see that it's brought up that they're more rare than no hitters and the thought process there the thought process there though is that this is more rare so it must be more exciting when it happens that's there's no chance but that's it's kind of the 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 reasoning people bring it up in comparison like like this is so awesome it's more rare than a no hitter like look how awesome by the time it is. it's exciting by the time it's exciting you missed it because it you're like oh that was an immaculate inning <laughs> um, like it it just goes yeah back there's no the mlb point. there's no alerts of like hey an immaculate inning is happening yeah, like it's, i, like, I would get two strikeouts and six pitches <laughs> yeah i i love immaculate innings but there's nothing that will say that that will get me to say they are more exciting than no-nos or perfect games going on um i i don't know i i think the immaculate innings of recent uh, uh, other than the one we just that you just mentioned i i don't think i mentioned it yet actually do you want to mention it i mean i i I can um (laughs) kyle finnegan um had an immaculate inning uh same day what does that mean as Um, as uh the no hitter as uh, john means no hitter yeah so Kyle Finnegan of the Nationals had an immaculate inning, and which is kind of funny because I was going to say the one that I just come off uh, like at the top of my head right now are Max Scherzer's immaculate innings because Max Scherzer is the ultimate good morning, good afternoon, good night guy. And like it just happens to happen. Like it feels like once a year at least where he's just... I think Kenley Jansen had one a couple years ago too. They're, they're beautiful. It's, it's a lot of fun, but by the time you're like... I, I don't think anyone after the no one after the first about this like oh wait that's just three pitches it, it's, he's on his way to an immaculate inning no one after like maybe two really strong like huge baseball fans are like oh that's six pitches in a row and like he's he could get an immaculate inning and then I guarantee you like the only time people really notice it is like zero and two to the third batter they're like one more strike and he like one more like non foul strike strike him out and it's an immaculate inning. I, to me, I feel like people just realize that after it happened. And it's so fast. Yeah, it. I, I, I think for me too, the immaculate inning is something that is more like the, the rarity of it is more an attestment to just how good hitters are. Um, the fact that it's hard to strike out because I've you know in my you know career where you know I don't touch more than eighty, I've had a couple of immaculate innings because I faced crappy hitters at the levels that I played at. And, like, I've seen a couple immaculate innings from, like, other pitchers, too. So, it's, like, it's 
it's cool. It's nice. It's it's something you realize like after you've done it, but it's like the rarity of the major league level isn't like like oh we should marvel at this and what the pitcher did. It's like no hitters are just that good that it that it is rare that they miss that many pitches in a row. Basically, it is incredible though because it's just like I mean they. <laughs> You could technically have an immaculate inning if, like, you just don't take the bat off your shoulders, but, but at the same time, like, it is incredible. Just That's honestly how I judge immaculate innings. Like, how much of those are strikes and how much of those are just dudes chasing? Yeah, and like, I, for those of you that don't know, like, the one of the reasons it's incredible is like, it's not just striking them out. Like, you can have, you can have six straight strikes and then like, have own two on the next guy and he'll barely foul tip it or something. Like these guys have such good like back control that like they. I think we we've asked each other though. And I can't find it. Like Google search and come up with it. Has there been like a ten pitch like immaculate inning, like one foul off? Not not saying the Probably. last pitch. Probably. I'm sure. <laughs> has there been a ten pitch, ten strike, three strike inning? No, but I, there has never there has never been. There has never been a four strikeout on a drop third strike twelve pitch immaculate. I know that for sure. No, that has not happened. That there have been four strikeout any. Yeah, not a dude. That one someday. An alert. Someday. <laughs> that one hey. An alert. Hey, we had the first no hitter with a drop third strike being the only base runner. So, well, I think the the take on the immaculate inning was was appropriate. They're super fun. They're not as exciting as no hitters. Stop trying to make them that way. Kyle Who Finnegan. Good job. Who has what? I mean, based off who had it, some random reliever on the Royals. I don't know. Uh, oh, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So I guess, yeah, that's the next question. That was more geared towards the randomness of the names who we've had out here throwing no hitters in the major leagues. But I guess immaculating too, if you want. Um, uh, I have my first guess for no hitter. I think it's going to be Zach Plesak. Um, I, I justice think, <laughs> no, that just justice for Zach please Zach <laughs> in so much time so uh, building up so much karma that he, he he's gonna be the next no no he's gonna elect to pitch against his own team next time out just to just so he can have a turn but, but he, he needs loop load of bat to take the last at bat no matter what happens yep I uh, dude I don't want to say a, a really good pitcher you know because that's boring you know, it's got to be somebody yeah, just as obscure. I say a perfect picture that that basically loses bull predictions for was it Uwe, was it you who predicted no hitters for two no hitters for no, the Padres? No, Alex Rudy. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So I don't want him to lose bull predictions, but or for us to lose bull predictions on that. Mm. Um, we got to go back to random Marlins guy. Uh, not not Alcantara. I don't know. How about Trevor Rogers? Having a great year with them. Mainstream. <laughs> Mainstream? How? Maybe for like deep, of the month. deep league fan. Oh yeah, he, he got the he got the hardware now. Mm. Rookie of the month. He's got he headlines. He messed up. Yeah, the, uh, at first it was. Wait, never mind. That not him. But yeah, no, I. You know, I, I'll, I'll go I, with the mainstream I, name the guy who hasn't been good lately, Aaron Nola. The guy that you forget about, he just happens to throw a no hitter, but he's still like an average pitcher at this point. Um, what, who's playing the? Uh, wait, the Angels are playing the Indians soon. Um, I'm going with <laughs> We're going strictly Indians <laughs> matchup. Excited there. We're going like, strictly. Wait, wait. Who, who's matchup against the, uh, Zach Plesac that day? <laughs> wait, I'm gonna actually check this right now. <laughs> yeah, it's you know it's hard to think of pitchers who you you don't know you know <laughs> it's a weird one how about uh how about like brady singer for the royals that's a random one yes he's okay an okay pitcher he'll throw a no hitter all right let's alex move on cobb. alex cobb that's your final answer well i mean Zach Plesak is my final answer, but okay. for funds, I'm going to go Alex Cobb. I don't know if he's going up against the Indians or if he's... Zach Plesak is the head pick, and then Alex Cobb is the hard pick for... for yeah, both. okay. All right. Good They're both good calls. Hard, good calls. I know, I know. I'm saying... 
yeah wrong answers only everybody so that's how we do it i'm gonna rattle off a little bit of news for you blake snell because he doesn't throw he doesn't throw past six innings <laughs> that would be a real shocker that Dude, he's gonna throw <laughs> nine in like 50 pitches that's the only reason he's able to go past six yeah here's here's a little news some of it's not so not so awesome news jacob Degrom left his last start after getting the win oddly enough went five strong was pulled out in the sixth when warming up because he was feeling tightness in his right side and he was already already shelved for a few days with he was scratched with lat soreness his first start yeah he got scratched he skipped a start there i think it was 11 days between his starts there and he ended up leaving this game but mris came back fine nothing really worrying just just tightness right now so they're probably going to take it very easy with him byron buxton though has a grade two hip strain and is going to miss significant time that one is one where you're you know it hurts but you almost see it coming because of how he play how hard he plays the game at every turn super raw athlete and uh, player of the month was just a stud so the twins need him back bad the twins are off to a bad start despite him killing it it's all they could ask for and then we were finally excited it was a fully healthy buxton we thought and like full power buxton yeah, and then we've F1 seen it before too though. came back we've seen the hurt bug buxton hurting himself more than anything just by playing the game hard and that's that's yeah. like the I think, way. I, I think with how good he was i know i think he felt slighted by that we left him out of our top 100 uh players right now rankings. Yeah. I think Vlad I think so Vladdy took on. exception to that one too. We might have to correct yeah. that real quick. So yeah. uh so Shane Green, remember him? He signed with the Braves. He re signed with them. That's that's interesting. The Braves bullpen, I guess, has been average. You know, I I don't know. Uh, they had an amazing comeback the though. Bullpen. They had an amazing comeback against the uh the Phillies. Right, just hop on the Panda Express. Yeah, man. Uh, so Ray, I, I I heard you saying you would have loved him on the Dodgers bullpen. Apparently, so the he's been responding to teams, and this is just like take this with a grain of salt. But this uh, Angels act like insider I have says he's been responding to teams, but he's not interested in playing on the West Coast unless it's the right offer. Um, so. Yeah, I that's such a non-statement. Yeah, yeah, that's that's such a non-statement. I will not play for a team if it's not the right offer. Good, good for you. Partway through the season, which is always going to be basic. I I don't know what he signed for. Is it? He probably gave the. It's probably vet minimum for the rest of the year. Well, he probably gave the Angels (laughs) a chance to sign him to a pool's like contract, ten years, two (laughs) fifty. I think we've exceeded our allotted Shane Green airtime for a podcast even as prodigious as ours insider take on Shane Green. yeah that one came out of nowhere Max Scherzer you, you can have a little bit more time he had an awesome week kind of vintage Max here 23 strikeouts and 17 in a third innings in just you know two starts only gave up two runs seven hits he's looking good and after the CG which was the bulk of those innings the first start of that week Went went to the hospital and, and had a kid, had a, had another son. So good day for him. No, his first son. No, he has two daughters. Oh, right, another. Uh, did I say another son? Yeah, another kid. Son. Another kid. Third, third, third kid, first son. Good and job. That, did you see the picture? That kid is Mad Dog, and that kid is Max Scherzer's kid. He doesn't need a DNA test. I love it. I, I will miss Max Scherzer, and he's probably years away from retirement. But I will miss the way he pitches and like that bulldog mentality on the mound so much if you want to talk about a contract that went right it's it's max scherzer's contract yeah definitely first lukey as is what 2013 cy young seemed because he had like seven runs of support on average or whatever that year like to be as legit as he was for the nationals is is really awesome yeah he's (laughs) he's next level if i remember correctly the tigers offered him something much lower and he was like nah <laughs> and then he, he he got the contracts that he wanted with and then the tigers signed jordan zimmerman two years later and we saw how that worked out 
Oh boy. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll, I'll also throw out that the Yankees too, and his uh, you know, showing the stat line from his last game, they did include his son, in in the stat line. You know, nine innings oh, pitched, yeah. Yeah. however many K's in the game, this many hits, one son. <laughs> Very important stat. All right, and then the big news of our not main block of uh, of notes here is Jared Kelnick, who I mentioned in the beginning, right? He is already up. Minor league started last week. He had four consecutive two-hit games to start the season. He had a two-homer game in his first game of the minor league season and the rest is history he's expected to be called up thursday against the indians no hitter incoming not from kelnick probably but from somebody else maybe i and thought you were gonna say the mets but then i realized that they don't play this year because that would have been fun <laughs> ah man that would have been fun for sure <laughs> mets fans still reeling from that but i guess the uh the re- the leaked reports from the horse's mouth, from former Mariners president, were uh, were not so accurate as to his timetable because he well, is. We talked about this. We talked about this like I think at the beginning of the year or when Ray made his Kellenic prediction of yeah yeah now my bold prediction is shot. Like what if Depoto just calls him up for like two games and then is like, nah, never mind. It, it, we just we just no. Played. I said till September. I said they no, were gonna wait till September. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like, but we also ha- I I don't remember if it was me or Rudy that said this, but what if Depoto calls him up just to be like, hey, no guys, he he had no idea what he was saying in that in that call with that those people. Uh, he we were actually planning on calling him up earlier. It's just like he wasn't ready or something. Just to save face. He went nine for twenty two in his first at bats and minors and just clearly did not belong down that low yeah well, no in spring training like he probably like he easily probably could have made the he, he was a bit roster. In spring though a little bit yeah but still yeah and you know we talked like about the fact that the fact that there was no debate about him making the opening day roster was telling oh uh, yeah but you know we talked about the angels being better than expected the mariners <laughs> 18 and 17 tied with the astros for second in that West Division. We, we don't have Asshat anymore. We have Ash Ashsta right now in the standings, but they're good. And Kelnick is only going to make them better, I would think. How many so good years call. in a row have the Mariners started out and were like, this is the year they're going to make the playoffs? How many years have they had a Jared Kelnick Not call? Not last year when I actually predicted it to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, let's not jinx them then. I'm My super kind of... specific bold prediction of like they're gonna start really hot and then finish with the exact opposite record, finishing exactly at five hundred. Yeah, that mm-hmm. worked out great. Not quite. Hey, they were in the playoff one actually late last year. Mm-hmm. All right, we do need to wrap up the podcast for today, but I do have a few weird things that I want to share with you guys because we are big fans of weird stuff. We talked about mostly normal stuff today. Weird podcast for us with the exclusion of weird topics. But Mookie oh, Betts... Not a lot of complaining. Not yeah, a not a lot of complaining either. Very off-brand podcast for us. So I'm Mookie... Pronunciations. Well, Rudy's well, not no, here. I mean, but Rudy's not here. That, that's fine. <laughs> so Mookie Betts got cup-checked in in the worst way. Just on a, on a snap throw to third... No, tried. no, foul ball. It wasn't even a live ball. It was a no. It was. It was not. No, no. It was a check swing foul ball. No way. Really? It was a check swing foul. It was a dead ball. No, I, I do that's not. Why he, that's why he fell. And I need. I need. Immediately. I need to, to. It was a dead ball. I need to check I will, this because in between his legs, it was so. So the situation is first mode, and third. Yeah. I think Max Muncy has uh, two strikes on him. Sort of check swings, like just kind of fouling a ball off, like trying to go the other way or whatever. And it's kind of going to the line. So instead of coming home from third, because like Rojas basically running with him, Mookie goes back to third. And uh, it was a foul, foul between his legs. And Rojas picks the ball up Jeez. in foul territory, clearly in foul territory, and tries to tag Mookie, like hoping that maybe someone like called a live ball. But because Mookie is like stretching his legs out, he is exposing. His, you know, 
his, his sensitive area, and Rojas nails it. And, yeah, then the Dodgers score, like, eight runs at inning. Yeah, just a little snap tag to uh, to the wrong to the wrong spot. Thankfully, nothing worse than that, because that's just... That's just not cool, man. That one hurts. Uh, with with the Dodgers weirdness, Max Muncie, by the way, right now, saw this one on Reddit. Shout out to whoever posted this one. But Max Muncie has a 52.9, as of Sunday, that is. It might be slightly different now. It's a 52.9 not in play rate. So th- what that includes is walks, strikeouts, home runs, and hits, hit by pitches. Everything else is a ball in play every other outcome 73 of his 138 plate appearances 73 out of 138 have been a walk a strikeout a homer or hit by pitch and he is by f4 right now the best first baseman in baseball doing it that way really unorthodox way he's not hitting all that well when he does put in play like the rest of the dodgers right now so that's a weird one I like weird stuff like that. Weird stats are the best. We had another National Anthem standoff. Uh, you know, it's always worth mentioning. Our first one of the year. First one of the year. It's always, it's always noteworthy. Glad to see him. I, how Why often... It always involve the Pirates and or Cardinals. Maybe they just like it's it. It's always handled central. But the Pirates lo- were the home team and they lost. I wonder how often that happens. Do you think the umpires care? Or, like, the, do you think anybody cares about home field advantage for for an event like that for a standoff yeah, like that normally it's a tie normally it is the umpires like and then it's like one guy like double double backing and like winning whatever. yeah yeah those are always fun i i i would like to go deeper into the limits of of this this uh mini game yeah within home the teams game. would often lose i'll agree with you on that yeah uh we have an update to the bally sports scoreboard that is still not great but slightly better. There is no gray bar at the bottom of your screen anymore. So thanks, Bally. Uh, and no more weird holographic 3D logos for the teams, which just kind of looked out of place with a otherwise completely 2D scoreboard. And they fixed the outs, which used to be circles with no outs and circles filled in circles with multiple like you know with one or two outs so you just really didn't know if there were zero outs or two outs ever you can only tell when there was one out um yeah good news for baseball fans or maybe you didn't even notice we'll see uh trevor bauer doesn't like losing and for some reason that was news (laughs) like no no dur People just like to give him crap, man. Yeah, man. They like to give him crap. Yeah. Subscribe to Trevor Bauer. His his blogs this year have been good. They have not they have not reduced in quality with uh, with the new team. Uh, and then Mark Appel apparently back to the pros. Back in baseball. <laughs> for for since twenty seventeen, that seems like a long time ago, and it was. Uh, apparently he uh, he wanted to play some more baseball. Where is where is he... where did he return, Farbos? Uh, the Phillies minors, I believe. Uh, I, I, I think they still had the rights on him, anyways. But um, they like if you remember all that craziness, he was drafted by the. Why am I blanking? The, the Astros. The Astros, no. No, but Astros. like he was no, he was drafted eighth overall oh. first, and then he chose not to sign with the team. Then went to, to a different league the next year and got drafted by the Astros first overall. No, I thought no, I thought he was first, and then ended up not signing. Well, it sounds like because I don't think he's among those guys who improved their their first round draft status. That's a kind of rare group. I don't think it was Mark Capel. Well, well, it the sounds Astros eventually ended up trading him to the Phillies. Um, I, th- I think he was in the Ken Giles deal. I, yeah, he was in the Ken Giles deal, and then he was struggling a bit, but. And then took a step away, but now he's back. So let's hope he does something. Yeah. Well, that was not intended to just be like a half-hearted recollection of Mark Appel's arrival to the big leagues. But that's a name right there. Maybe spark well, that. Oh yeah. Would remember. I just oh yeah. To re- re- I just want to bring bring his name up to the people who would not remember his name. Yeah, we did it live, with no actual research. So good, good work, guys. <laughs> and with that, we're gonna end the podcast. This was a. Uh, bit of a lengthy one you know this it was 
relatively serious, less weirdness, less complaining. Cool uh, and, and yeah, that's, that's kind of how it is sometimes. But we hope you enjoyed it nonetheless. If you're still here, make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen so you know when the next one's coming out. And like I said, it's fun to just sit here and talk to each other for an hour, but we want to talk to you guys too. Who do you think is going to throw the next no-hitter? What, what do you? Mom. <laughs> Rudy's mom. What do you? What do you guys think about Pujols retiring? Where is he going to play anywhere? Let us let us know what you think about these things. Tweet us. You know, DM us on Instagram. Comment on our Man Crush Mondays. Don't forget the Ray bet. And yeah, uh, Ray yeah. Ray will retweet you if you say hi to us. Oh so, yeah, yeah. First guy, to, first person to say hi. Yeah, uh, I'll retweet. I'll do the second. Okay, good. Good deal right there how can you we not will do the third <laughs> i don't know if we're gonna get three <laughs> <laughs> that's fair you gotta at least encourage it though but i don't think i said it yet but facebook twitter and instagram all those places at beat the shift bp that's the place to do it and check out our website as well beat the shift all our podcasts articles anything else that we do will all be there so yeah that's pretty cool we have a lot more things in the works for this summer as baseball season carries on and we're excited to bring those to you too so until then you know have a good one everybody thanks everyone and as always farbode peace <laughs>